Locked On Pelicans is back. Today, we talk about how Zion Williamson can make the All-NBA team next season. Let's hit it. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, finally back over a week off due to Hurricane Ida. I live in New Orleans, for those who don't know or are just watching on YouTube. I've had to evacuate after riding out the storm for a day. I haven't been back home yet in over a week now because of no power so different background kind of different setup the acoustics are all a little bit different so thank you for bearing with me while the time was off as I found suitable way to record and all of that but I'm really excited to be back and talk in Pelicans basketball and get back to some semblance of normalcy with you all as we dive into I think what's a pretty big topic for next year can Zion Williamson make an all NBA team? So that's what we're going to look at in today's show. You're going to have to, again, forgive me. I don't have my like dual screen set up. I'm working off like one laptop here, but we're going to look at how he can make the all NBA team. You know, how close was he last year? Who's in the way and who's Zion better than? Because I think that's a bit of an open question when looking at some of the guys in front of him on these all NBA teams. But then I do see a path, a clear path actually for him making the all NBA team. And that's what we're going to look at in the third segment of today's show in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So Zion Williamson was in the running for an all-NBA team last season. He was Excellent in his second year, 27 points, 7.2 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and he didn't really start taking off as that point Zion that we saw that was so dominant the league was not ready for until about midway towards the end of January. So now you're going to get a full season of this with a new head coach and hopefully a team that's bought in a little bit more and slightly upgraded shooting around him should be in for a big year. And don't forget, the efficiency at the rim that he has is unparalleled in today's NBA. Shooting from the field, 61.1%. He takes 17 attempts per game, scores 27 points. Think about that for a second. That is unbelievable efficiency from the second-year big man, the former number one overall pick. So he's really good, but he wasn't that close to making an all-NBA team last season. He didn't finish with one single first-place vote when it came to it. So the all-NBA teams, which go two guards, Two forwards and a center on all three teams. And Zion is a forward, so he's kind of stuck in that that bunch. And those guys are good. The first team All-NBA guides were Giannis and Kawhi. Second team was LeBron James and Julius Randle. And Julius Randle, by the way, I looked at his numbers and some of the highlights from him last season. Dude was legitimately incredible. And then the third team was, where'd they go? Jimmy Butler and Paul George. That's tough. It's going to be tough to be ahead of that. Um, and then, though, Zion did receive votes, but he wasn't next in line. He wasn't right there after 
Paul George, who finished as the forward with the least amount of votes. You had Jason Tatum in the way. Jason Tatum, who received two first place votes. So on that third team, you had Jimmy Butler get 131 points. You had Paul George get 89 points. So the hurdle to clear there is basically 90 points to pip uh, Paul George and get on to an All-NBA team for last year. You had Jason Tatum with 69, so fairly far off from Paul George. And then you had Zion Williamson with 37. That's it. So not even really close to making an All-NBA team last season. Now, some of that has to do with a number of different things, right? The team wasn't good. Team success is, is a factor in all of this. You know, if you are on a team that's solidly in the playoffs, I think Zion Williamson would have been getting more votes, more consideration for this. He's also a second-year player, which is probably going to end up docking him, not because he's a second-year player, but because his defense isn't that good. And it shouldn't be for a second-year guy. It's not really something you want to hold against him, but when you're looking at some of these other players that are two-way guys, Jason Tatum's a more well-rounded two-way player. Jimmy Butler's great on the defensive side of the ball. That probably hurts Zion Williamson. Same for Paul George, right? Look at all of those forwards we talked about. Even Julius Randle defended this year. All of those forwards were two-way guys, and that's something that is really important if you want to get on, on, on that All-NBA roster. So just due to his age and the year he's in the league at... He's kind of docked indirectly, I think, when it comes to the All-NBA voting, whether fair or unfair. Yes, his efficiency at the rim is unparalleled, but does that is that enough to make up for it? And I think when voters clearly look at this, they, they don't think that it is. And that's a bit of a problem if you're Zion Williamson. So lack of team success and not having uh, been an impactful defender is going to let him be left off of these things. So who are these guys in front of him? Who's maybe the kind of the chance for him to jump up? Let's look at some of the people ahead of him. And is Zion Williamson better than them? I think that's a valid question to ask about some of these guys because it's going to be tough to jump them unless you're a better player than them. And we'll do that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by the Sweat Block Wipes, the Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipes. Look, excessive sweating is unfun. There's few things in life that are more embarrassing than having to look at your armpits every second, let alone if you're in a presentation. I get sweaty when I talk. I use my arms. You guys see me move a whole lot. I sweat. It's not, it's not fun. I don't want to be on camera worried about that sort of thing. Imagine if you're on a first date, right? Trying to make a good impression. Nah, don't want to be sweating through your shirt. That's kind of embarrassing. You don't want to have to wear black shirts in the summer because you're worried that people can see your pit stains. It's not a good thing. So that's why I recommend using the Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipes. These things are absolutely amazing. And look, they came in handy when I didn't have power at the house in the middle of a hurricane in August in New Orleans. They're doctor created, doctor recommended, and they work for up to seven days per use. Plus they have the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's really that simple. There's no reason not to give them a try. They've been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters going into buildings and everything. They're a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Plus they're manufactured in the U S. So if you want to give these things a try, go to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on for 20% off the sweat block, antiperspirant wipes, or 
you can check them out at Amazon or CVS. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Stat Hero. You know, 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose. Is it really surprising though? The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts or sometimes other guys from other companies who just have more tools, more time, more inside information than you. You're not going to stand a chance. It's not fun. You don't want to throw your money away on these things. So I'm pleased to introduce Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. And here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchup. Not you versus thousands of others, you versus the house. And you have an advantage because you're in total control. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup. It's winner take all, but you get to see what they're doing and account for it, not blindly going against other people. There's no better way to get an advantage and win your money. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Okay, so we're talking about Zion Williamson. Can he make an all-NBA team this upcoming year? We just went over his numbers. They're incredible. 27 points, 7 rebounds, almost 4 assists on insane shooting at the rim. And in theory, right, this Pelicans team is a little bit better than they were last year. You like Devontae Graham coming in, kind of replacing Lonzo and or Eric Blood. So even though we did a show on that, and you shouldn't compare him to either of those two guys, you've got Trey Murphy, who looked outstanding in Summer League, made the all-Summer League team to get up there and maybe space the court and drain some threes for the Pelicans as well. So their shooting's a little bit better. They're banking on some internal growth in Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis Jr., Jackson Hayes, Brandon Ingram getting slightly better, Zion himself getting better. That's a recipe for a team being better. And that's going to be an important thing because if the Pelicans want Zion on that all-NBA team, and they do, they're going to need to be a better team. Team success is a factor in this. Look at all of those guys, all of them on an all-NBA team in the forward spot, good teams. Simple. You had the Bucks, champions, the Clippers, two guys from that are on there. They were really good. Julius Randle on New York had that unbelievable narrative in that story. And keep that in mind, narrative. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Um, and so you have him and LeBron James on the second team. Okay. Jimmy Butler, kind of the hero for the Miami Heat at times, right? They were an above 500 team by a good bit. They were 40 and 32. The Pelicans, by comparison, 31 and 41. It's not Zion dragging them down. And if you talk to people, they really will not hold a a bad team against a really good player who's clearly not the problem. And Zion is clearly not the problem when it comes to the Pelicans and why they were bad last season, though defensively, maybe. But also, who's he better than? I think that's a valid question to ask here. He's not going to get on an all-NBA team, and he's not better than Giannis or LeBron James, right? In a vacuum, is he better than Kawhi Leonard? Probably not. Not with him being that two-way menace that he can be and unbelievably good offensively too. Is he better than Jimmy Butler or Paul George? Than playoff Paul George, yes. But regular season Paul George is really good too. You know, Jimmy Butler being that menace on the defensive side of the ball, it makes up for some of the subpar offensive numbers that you see from him. Jimmy Butler averaged 21 and a half points per game last season, seven assists and seven rebounds. Those are good, but Zion's basically doing the equivalent of that. But he also shot under 50% from the field. That's not great. 
But defensively, led the league with 2.1 steals per game. That's a big thing when it comes to trying to make an all-NBA team. So that lack of being well-rounded, Zion's going to need to be incredible, incredible offensively to try and jump up and get there. But here's the thing. There's guys that he could jump. Like he could conceivably get in there over Jimmy Butler, I think. Um, and look, Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for a chunk of next season. That might mean he's not going to get on an all-NBA team if he doesn't play you know, enough games for voters to feel comfortable with that. So he might not get on there, which leaves some spots open potentially. But then you have Jason Tatum, and Zion's is going to need to jump him, and that's going to be a bit of a problem. Jason Tatum was excellent last year for the Boston Celtics, has been really good for a while now. You know, 26.4 points per game, so basically the same amount as Zion. Seven rebounds, four assists. Those numbers are kind of equivalent, except he also shoots 39% from three. You've seen him lead his team in big moments as well, and he shoots well. That's going to be something that's going to really, really help him for not being kind of that forced down low. He's a guy that can explode for 50. We saw it, what, in the playing tournament, I think, last year. He's really good. And he's a force on the defensive side of the ball, too. So unless Zion improves there or averages something close to 30 points per game on insane efficiency, it's going to be, I think, a little bit tough. Like, I don't know if he's a better player right now than Jason Tatum is. I don't think he is. I don't think he's a better player than any of those other guys we've mentioned. Particularly when you factor in the two-way things. Is he a better offensive player than Jimmy Butler? Yeah, probably. But when you factor everything else in and the winning team, it's a problem. Like, it's a bit of a problem. You get Julius Randle too, right? Who, by the way, Julius Randle's numbers were freaking insane last year. 24 points per game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, by the way. He shot from 3, 41% on 5.5 attempts per game. He was really good and he played all but one game and his team was kind of one of the best stories in the league. And that's kind of where Zion is having a missing piece. The numbers are good enough to get him on there. Defense, not so much, but again, it's just that's something that's going to hurt him indirectly till he's better at that. And he still shows all the tools and he's been improving on that side of the ball, I think, um, to be able to go out there and be a force on that side of the ball one day. Um, But he needs that narrative, right? And that's what I want to get to in the next segment. How does he get in there? Because narrative and kind of your team is such an important part of that. But I do see a path for him to make an all-NBA team next season. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, by the way, we're on YouTube. We're back after the hiatus from the hurricane. So thank you all for bearing with me while there were no shows. Thank you for all the people checking in on me on Twitter too. Um, The DMs, the text messages for those who have my number. I greatly appreciate it. Everything's good. House is okay. Just an unfun thing, but South Louisiana is hurting right now. Can use your support, and if you want to find more about that, I have it on Twitter as well. Um, and I'm glad to be back and talking basketball. It's a much-needed break from everything else we've been dealing with over the past week and are going to continue to deal with as well. So today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, there's so many different makes and models of cars out there. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock the parts you need. You're fixing your car, right? You've got to get that thing running. It's how you get to work. It's how you visit your friends. You know, if especially if you're in a city that doesn't have public transportation, it's, it's your lifeblood. Your life doesn't work without a car. So you want to make sure that thing is running, which means you need parts that are going to fit. Chain stores are going to have something that's kind of right. May or may not fit, but they're going to sell it to you anyway because they don't know. There's too many different types of cars out there. You don't want to deal with that. 
That's just a bad situation to be in. Plus, they're going to charge you whatever they want to charge you because you're in the store now. You need the part and you're just stuck. And that's why you've got to check out rockauto.com and save time and money and make sure you get the part that you need. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Honda Odyssey fuel pump, pulling one up right now. 353 from a chain store, 216 from rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And their prices are always reliably low for every single customer. Plus their website is so freaking easy to use. I use this for my new cars. I use this for my old cars. This is where I get all of my parts from because I've been burned by going to the chain stores too many times. Select the year, the make, the model. That's it. They're going to show you everything available for your car or truck, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, coolant, even new carpet for your ride. You can get everything. So go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. And that's over at rockauto.com right now. Again, to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Okay. So we're talking about Zion Williamson that Right now, looking at it from what we just kind of went over, it's probably a bit of a long, not a long shot for him to make an All-NBA team, but I don't think it's going to be the easiest thing, right? Is he better than any of those guys that were on there last season? Maybe one, maybe two, but then you still have Jason Tatum in the way, who's going to get on there probably next season and who's kind of the next man up. It doesn't create the best situation where Zion could make an all-NBA team. But I do think there is really a way for him to do that. So how does Zion get on an all-NBA roster next year and start earning those accolades that cement his legacy or start to really build his legacy, I should say, in the NBA? First and foremost, team success. Julius Randle was really good and deserving of being on an all-NBA team last year. But you know what helped? The Knicks going 41-31 and and being a huge, surprising team. And him committing on the defensive side of the ball too. That narrative was around Julius Randle putting the Knicks on his back, on his shoulders, and carrying that team to the playoffs. If Zion can do that, can get this team to be 10 games over 500 next season, that's going to go a long way towards establishing the narrative that Zion is an all-NBA level guy. Put the team on your back and carry them to success. Because look, this team's improved from last year, I think. But I don't think they're improved that much. So you're still doing the most, of the most of the work yourself, Zion. If you're the one leading the team to success, it's not, the, oh my God, the roster is so good. It's Zion's really good and he's carrying them. And that's a big part of trying to get on that all NBA team is having that narrative behind it. Have your name on all of the shows, whatever's replacing the jump on the, in the athletic, on all the national things about how Zion is so good and is willing the team to victory. Even if it's other guys doing a lot of the lifting, Zion's going to get the lion's share of the credit. That's good for him trying to make an all NBA team alongside that. They've got to be better in the clutch and you've got to see him hit like a game winning bucket or two. That's kind of those like defining moments that are like exclamation points on your resume for these all NBA teams on the credentials you submit. You get to be like hit game winner X amount of times or against a really good team, right? Or did it himself. Have one of those like moments where it's like they're giving the ball to Zion in the cl- in a clutch situation and he's just going to go do his thing because he is unstoppable. And he is. We saw it last year. We just talked about his field goal percentage. No one else is above 50, and it's Zion absolutely crushing it, right? 61.1%. That's insane. 
Have that moment where you just take over a game and will the team to victory with some clutch shots. It's going to help the record go up, right? And it's going to give him some like feathers in his cap to really kind of point to voters to and that they can look at. And they're going to then start to really pay more attention to him. If he improves on the defensive side of the ball too, that's really going to help. I think that's really, really going to help him. But the other ways that he gets onto this All-NBA team, one, average those assists up. If you can get it close to five, six per game, along with nearish 27 points, even if he's not at that same level, he'll be fine there. Plus, improving on the defensive side of the ball. And then look, you're going to get some help. I don't know if Kawhi Leonard's going to make one of these next year. Depends on how much he plays, right? Julius Randle and the Knicks are probably going to disappoint from last season. And if he's not putting up equal numbers again, people are going to look at it and be like, whoa, is that a fluke? So he's likely to come down a peg, but he might come down a peg to third team instead of second team. But that Zion's opening, right? No Kawhi Leonard kind of elevates everyone up a little bit and gives him a chance to try and get in there. But he's going to have to leapfrog Jason Tatum. So he's going to have to hope the Boston Celtics aren't as good as they're hoping to be, right? If they stay around 500 again next season, that's going to be a knock on Jason Tatum, I think. As a well-rounded guy, he should be leading the team to more wins. It's better than, you know, what would be a, who's only going to be a third-year player in Zion Williamson. I think that's the path, right? No Kawhi Leonard on there for a chunk of the season. Julius Randle taking a bit of a step back. Who knows what hell happened with Jimmy Butler in the heat, right? Like we think they're better, but with Kyle Lowry in there, does that take stuff away from him and not make him look as good? That could play a factor into it as well. So I think there is a path for him to get on to an all-NBA team, likely third team, but that's still pretty freaking cool in your third year and show you how well he is playing and kind of the uh, path to stardom that he's on also. So he has a very good chance to get in there. It's a bit narrow, but I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to think. You tell me. You tell me in the comments on YouTube or on Twitter at Nola Jake. Is Zion better than any of those three, uh, those six guys listed ahead of him? Seven, if you include Jason Tatum. What do you think his best chance to getting into an all NBA, onto an all NBA team will be? And that's where we're going to end today's show. So it's great to be back talking basketball with you all here. I'm going to probably be here for a little bit longer as we kind of figure out what's going on, but I'm able to record. It doesn't sound terrible, I don't think. So that's an important thing. So again, thank you all for sticking with me after the break due to the hurricane and hopefully I can get back to New Orleans somewhat soon. Um, still without power as of Tuesday when I'm recording this. Um, but that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.